0: The A-list podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome into this episode of the A-list podcast. I'm Quani Lunas. As every week, I'm joined by Gary Washford and H. Rod Blakely. Hello, hello. How are you two doing? We're wonderful, Quani. How are you today? I'm doing well. (laughs) What's
2: up, Quani?
1: Gary is already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Gary's already checked out goofy mood all right we'll talk about the celtics i know that's what you guys want to hear the celtics off to a three and O start what what have you gained so far they defeated the wizards on monday afternoon that's the most recent game so we could just start with that one jalen brown's 36 points eight for 13 on three tatum with 33 points all right what do you think about this team? It's three games in. We're going to have to overreact every single week now.
3: <laughs> well, they already got the championship. They got the week one championship Obviously. already locked up. Obviously. And the in-season
1: tournament. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. Now, they're listen, they're, they're balling out. They're doing the things that you're supposed to do when you're the favorite. I, I like, uh, and Joe Mazzula has talked about this a little bit, about just the way they've approached games. Uh, they have a very business-like uh, mindset. They're just going out there handling business. The thing I loved about the Washington game was that Washington was very undermanned in the middle and all, or excuse me, in the front court with due to injuries and things like that. The Celtics played bully ball for that first quarter to build that lead up. I mean, you saw Tatum in the post. You saw Jalen in the post, Drew Holiday in the post. Guys were just basically bullying their way to the basket. And that opened things up on the perimeter. And for me, that was a great example of what happens when you have a game plan executed well and you take it to that next level. For them, it was simply establishing control of the game with your inside play, and then that opens things up on the perimeter. Which you know, Jalen, Jason, and you know, all those guys were able to really make Washington pay from the perimeter. And that's the way you got to do it if you're the Celtics. I mean, you have to put your foot on people's necks not when you have that opportunity, particularly when you're playing a weak team like Washington.
2: I thought that the really took care of business early. They knocked the team out. Remember, Washington had beaten Memphis two nights before pretty good, right? Washington is a team that's young, rebuilding, but they still got Jordan Poole, who can drop 30. They still have Kyle Kuzma, who can drop 30. Tyus Jones is a pretty good point guard. Like, they're, how do I put this? They're not trash. They're not a trash team. They're just a rebuilding team with some talent, and they got some guys who, you know, Corey. Respectfully, <laughs> they're not a trash team. I, right? I was waiting for yeah, you respectfully. First of all, they're not a trash team. Um second of all. <laughs> second of all, <laughs> they're not a trash team. They're not a trash team. But they're this they're, they're gonna go to the lottery, like they're in rebuild mode, right? I feel bad for my for my guy West Unseld up there. They gave him a job and then they trade Beal and now he's got a bunch of kids and it's like new. you know, he's he's on the on the hook, you know, maybe on the hot seat for the, maybe the first coach to get fired after Billy Donovan in Chicago because it's just, mm. just like they want to go fresh and new and Unsell's kind of caught in the middle. But mm. that could have been a, a trap game for the Celtics, right? I mean, just as Wednesday against Indiana, is a good good club, so mm. we'll see how that goes. But it could have been a trap game. They could have struggled. They've had their slip-ups in Washington. It's not been a place that they've won consistently over the years. They've had ups and downs. And they came here and took care of business. Th- jumped out 37 to 11. The crowd got into it and I was there and it was like I would say like two one-third Celtic crowd in there, if not more. Like there was all types of Celtic fans in the house right behind the bench. It was like Celtic South in that joint because obviously the, the Wizards fans are just coming to watch basketball. They don't expect yeah. to win. And here come the Celtics with Tatum. I mean, them dudes come out, was like they were cheering like they was the Globetrotters or whatever. I mean, it was it was crazy to see the environment usually. I mean, there's road venues that the Celtics go on and that there's good amount of fans there. LA, um, there's some in San Francisco, but Washington might be the one that's the most overwhelming because the, there's like
1: the ratios off.
2: Yeah. Not all that many wizards fans. I think people are going because they just want to watch basketball. You know, there's not a lot of diehard wizards fans going to the games. So the well, sub fans took over. So it was a good environment, and for them to show up and punch them in the mouth, put the, hey, we taking taken care of you. And then, as we know, Joe Missoula has a very good memory, and he still kicks himself over that loss to Brooklyn last year where they led by 28 points in the first half. They were doing all this trickery stuff and behind-the-back passes and, and, and dunks, and they were playing with the game, and they ended up losing the game by 10. Right, uh, and that was just something that he never forgot. So I like the way that the team kept their foot on Washington's neck in the third quarter. They're up twenty-eight, I think, or twenty-six at halftime, and then they just go on, jump on an eight nothing seven eight nothing run to begin the third quarter. Like, nah, y'all ain't y'all ain't chipping away here. You're not you're not doing this. And then by the time the starters went out, the Subs are up thirty-three. Now we can talk about the bench in the fourth quarter because that got ugly. Um, and it shouldn't have been 126-107. The, the Wizards shouldn't have got 100 points in that game. But I like the way that the Cells took care of business, and I just think they're, the business-like approach is there. Jalen was hot, smoking hot from the three. Tatum kind of came in, and it was interesting, and we, you know, but it was like you could see, like, you could see Jordan Poole, and he ain't Golden State no more. But he, so he got the green light to do all his, his, you know, me, all his chaos, all his, you know, silly stuff, taking 30 footers, making bad passes. And then Kuzma kind of was trying to turn this into like a one on one with Tatum. But Tatum never works. Yeah. Tatum is better. And Kuzma's three years older. Like if you really realize they're from the same draft, but Kuzma was 22 when he got drafted, and Tatum was 19. Infamously, so Tatum's like a superstar, 19. and Kuzma's still trying to find Kuzma twenty eight. But you could tell how he was going at Tatum, and how he was trying to make it kind of like I got like no nah, man, it's my night. And Jason, Jason put it on him in the third quarter to kind of you know to, to get because you know Jalen get thirty six. Jason's like okay, I got to get my thirty right. So Jason got his thirty, and they both left the game. And you know, to me, I thought it was a good. Good litmus test for a team. We've known the Celtics to struggle with team lesser teams over the years, including last year. Remember they lost that those two games to Orlando at home, and that kind of started a real bad skid. So I was impressed with the way they handled business, and and they got you know their schedule over the next. You got Indiana, Brooklyn, and then Minnesota teams. They should beat. So let's see how they handle those.
1: Gary you did mention the bench though. I we can just get right into that as well. What more do, are you looking to see from the Celtics in their quote supposed depth? I'm looking and, and
3: Gary, first of all, be respectful. First and and of second of all. all, respectfully, <laughs> what do you have to say?
2: First of all, first of all <laughs> me so myself, annoying. I think that um the me bench myself. <laughs> me myself I think they need to score. Okay, how about hit a basket? That's breaking news. <laughs> like, hit a basket. Like, Porford is the only one who off the bench who is scoring. And it's and it is three games in. They got plenty of time, but how many open shots can Hauser and Pritchard miss? They are combined four for 25 from the three-point line in the early season. And basically, yesterday, the fourth quarter, you know, you... Team blows out one team both teams put in their the end of the bench guys two-way guys dudes non-gearing so dudes is playing hard right and so the wizards just played harder they were tougher like this eugene Obijimi jimmy guy this dude had 14 points in like uh, like nine minutes like he was there was one play where like um cornet had a rebound had the ball and, like, dude just grabbed it from him and took it from him. Like, Luke, fight for the ball. Like, you're seven foot. Be tougher. Like, they just – I didn't like their, their energy. You know, I like Lamar Stevens came in and made did some good things. But Delano Blanton was a minus 17. Hauser missing countless open threes. Pritchard missing open threes. Like, those shots have to go down. You do not want your starting lineup to be worn the hell out uh, by come April. Like you gotta have bit more bench support. You gotta hit buckets, and if they have to go out and get another bucket getter, then I'm if I'm I'm not saying they're gonna do it now. It's we're not even in November yet. November's tomorrow, so give them plenty of time. But I'm just not encouraged by we we saw a playoff P and I mean sorry preseason P with Pritchard, and he ain't carried that over to the regular season, and Hauser getting him open threes he hit two but he, had, he he was I think he missed his first six then he had two late ones really late garbage time but he's going to get open shots and so is Pritchard they have to hit those to make defenses respective and then I, I'm not sure Sherrod's buddy O'Shea Brissett I think he had a real positive impact against Miami not so much <laughs> against the Wizards he still, he's still he's not shooting well and I saw him that game in Indiana where he had seven threes against the Celtics, so he's capable. Banton, I still don't know about. I don't know. And and maybe they sent him to the G League. I don't know why he didn't put Jordan Walsh in the game. Like, I didn't know why. Like, he's the only one that didn't play.
1: Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts, hope is here. First online real money wager only, $5 pre-game money line wager required. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at gambling helplinema.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start, gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right. I did mention that we were going to overreact to everything because it's still very early on in the season. So let's overreact a little bit more. As you both know, right now, the Celtics are the only undefeated team in the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference, a little more competition. Nuggets and Mavs are still up. Warriors, Thunder. So right now, whatever you want to pick you can pick, but who do you think are some of the best teams? whether it's the current record right now aside or not, feel free to to elaborate on who you think looks the best right now.
3: Denver Denver and Boston. I, I think those are to me, I think that they're not only are they I think playing a little bit better than some of those other teams, they're just built differently. To sustain the ups and downs, the ebbs and the flows.
1: Hashtag different here. Look at you. That's their Twitter you hashtag. What's different here? Yeah, it's. I think it's, it's just old. Like, Boston being different.
2: They couldn't go unfinished business again.
1: Nah, because that unfinished business wasn't finished. So then they would jiggle. Really we really going to
2: finish business now. First of all, we going to finish First it. Second of all, finish. finish. <laughs> We
3: are here now. If you no, got to talk about I, finishing I, I, it, it
2: won't be different finish,
3: here. yeah, we're di- <laughs> you're different. Uh, the Celtics, the Celtics, and the Nuggets, I think, are, are just a, a slight head and shoulders above the others uh, because of the way they're built, because of the way that they've been playing, and because what, what to me stands out with in more so Boston and Denver is the ability to have different players impact the game significantly. You know, Denver is all by Jokic, but you look at some of the things that Aaron Gordon is doing and and Murray uh, and some of the other guys, they've got a multitude of guys stepping up. And in Boston, you know, Tatum, Brown, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Prazingis, you start going down the line, you have a team two teams that have a lot of hands on deck that are making it so that this team becomes very difficult to beat. And like we touched on earlier, the thing I like about the Celtics, what they're doing is they are simply playing to whatever they need to do to beat you. Like, when they look over at the Washington Wizards and realize that that team has a front court that isn't that much bigger than us three right here. And so what do they do? They play bully ball. And it wasn't just one guy. It was the entire team, one of the first plays they went to, they got a switch with Porzingis and Lelis behind him, and he's got a little itty-bitty Jordan Poole next to him. That is what those great teams are capable of doing. They recognize what they needed to be successful on any given night, and they focus on doing that one thing exceptionally well. And that's why I think Denver and Boston are probably the two best teams. Dallas is going to – they're going to take a few steps back for all said down. done. I, I just don't think that what they're doing is going to be sustainable. Uh, even though Memphis is at the back of the pack now, Owen, whatever the hell they are now, I still think that team is going to get right at some point between now and the plus, and be one of the top five teams out west when all said and done. I ain't giving up on Marcus Smart. Yes, just y'all did, just because y'all did. Ooh,
2: they, ain't, they ain't looking to. I'm with
3: you, Smart. That's my dog.
2: <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm going to unfortunately agree with Sherrod, and go. The Denver Nuggets are still to me the best team in the league. They're blowing teams out. They went to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma Smash City smashed them. Yeah, had one at Chicago at at Cleveland to begin the season, and they beat up on OKC. Then OKC comes back and beats Detroit. So it's not an OKC problem. Denver's the problem. Denver's a problem for every team in the league. Dallas, I think they're they're relying a lot on Luca, uh, but I think they need to get better defensively. They have with Derek Lively, the rookie from Duke. Uh, what about Britt? Grant's doing good. Grant's starting. We're all happy for Grant. Got the starting spot that he needed and wanted and deserved. He
3: was about to overlook Grant. You saw that, right? He was gonna yeah. just ease on passing. Respect top. on G
2: O G yeah, yeah, Much respect for Grant Williams. I, I really Respectfully. am happy he got his he's getting his minutes. The team to look out for though, Sharad, is the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, they lost that opener to Phoenix. And they have been sweeping teams. They won, they beat the breaks off the Pelicans. The Pelicans had gotten off to a good start. Right. Steph Curry's playing well. Chris Paul's mixing in with that second unit. Look out for the Warriors. Now, some teams that I think are not as good as I thought. The Lakers, the Los Angeles, they barely beat Orlando last night. They lost to Sacramento the night before. They barely beat Phoenix without Durant and sorry. Booker and Beal. The other night, they had, to, had LeBron had to go 2006 on fools to carry them to the victory. I'm not as convinced with the Lakers with their quote unquote depth as I thought. And it's only game three or four for some of these teams. They'll figure it out, I guess. But I was expecting more from the Lakers because of their depth. Gabe Vincent isn't playing much. Cam Reddish is back to being Cam Reddish. Like um, Christian Wood, you know, is is working out okay. AD and LeBron are playing well. D'Angelo Russell is still all over the place, you know. Um, you know, how does it feel to be a damn inconsistent D'Angelo? How does it feel? Never mind. Um Kwani didn't get that. She was like four years old. I, I feel I like, like I
1: know where you were going with that, but I didn't get it.
2: I no, get, you it, didn't I didn't get it. it. I didn't expect you to get how does it feel. That's <laughs> I didn't expect you to get that. Yeah, that was like 97. Uh, Kawani burn in sky. Kawani was in preschool. Anyway, um, anyways, Kawani was handling taking taking little like taking lunch pails, lunch money in the in the jersey. Look, preschool. no
1: responsibilities were had. Okay,
2: <laughs> we'll I was living my best in life. We'll give me that Hold peanut butter.
1: Orange kids
3: around. Sorry, elementary school.
2: Anyway, Orange. so I I, I mean. I'm, there's some teams that are up and down, but give it to the Celtics. They have exceed. They have to me exceeded expectations so far. We'll see what's up with the next schedule. Milwaukee's a team that's kind of, you know they got blown out by Atlanta at home with Giannis and um Lillard. That was kind of crazy. That was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like Atlanta handled them, and then they would come back and beat the Heat. But the Heat, the Heat's already like we could talk about this. And we should talk about this. This whole like new like. And it's, you know what? I'm going to blame this on Sherrod. You know why? Sherrod's boy, Joe Dumars, laid down the hammer. It's an 82 game season. Y'all fools better play. He tried to go old school on him. And these youngsters are like, oh, okay, old man. We got your your low, we got your low, man. We got your 82 games a season. This ain't the 90s. I'm taking, oh, oh, my hamstring. I I, I need a game. Oh, 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 my back. Oh, my neck. Oh, oh, neck spasms. Oh, I can't play. Oh, so Fools is missing just as many games now as they did. <laughs> Miami rested out of bio. They rested Jimmy Butler the night after they lost to the Celtics. Donovan Mitchell missed two, a game along with Darius Garland, missed the loss to Oklahoma City.
1: In spite of him. That's
2: what I mean, mean, it's crazy. It's in and, and Sherrod's fault. His boy Joe Dumar laid the hammer down, and them kids was like, Oh, oh, oh you gonna tell us what you think we should do? I got something for you. Oh, well,
1: we're not gonna do
3: this ain't, See, the bad, the, this.
2: ain't this? Ain't the bad boys. <laughs> like, Gary,
3: here's the, but here's the problem, Gary, with these young boys don't understand. Uncle Joe is trying to do them a solid because Uncle Joe is trying to make sure that when, they, when networks are looking to. The, do the new media rights deal that they have something that is meaty for them to like deal with. Fellas, if they're looking yeah. around and saying damn well, we got all these players left and right missing games I don't know if we should be paying this amount of money that the NBA is looking for. Maybe we should pay this smaller number because we're actually getting less bang for our buck if we pay that top number. So young fellas and, and not so young fellas who missing games. Y'all keep missing them games right now. Guess what else you're going to be missing? You're going to be missing some of that cheddar.
2: <laughs> oh so I'm,
3: Joe trying to tra- so get are you it?
2: saying see what happens. See what happens, dude. <laughs> that's all, that's old happens. school, right there. See what happens. See what Pocahontas. Keep later. missing them games. See what happens. Right.
3: They're gonna be looking around, and be like, "Where my money? Where my money?" Right on
2: the sidelines. <laughs> tell you what like happens all you, last you see, season. Man, on quite do quite do no, quite, don't, quite, don't know, quite don't know about see what happens. I, I, <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's I, what your parents will tell matter, you. So so keep, keep doing keep keep doing keep, that. Keep on the See what happens. <laughs> you want to? The- you want to? You want You want You, you want to test one of the three? You look look under each box and see which what, what, what prize you get. <laughs> like, lift an uh, ass it under box one. <laughs> no video games under box two. Like, yeah, guess one of these boxes for the prize. Yeah, see what happens.
3: Real talk, though. I, I feel like the Clippers, uh, in their dealings with Philadelphia, will kind of play that See what happens. Go ahead. Hold out from what you want. See what happens. See what happened. Now look. Now look at what they got.
1: You queued me up perfectly. Let's talk about the trade that everyone's been wanting to talk about or listen to about this entire podcast episode. Gary, your our boy, friend, our friend James Harden, Desmond, our
2: friend Desmond Tutu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your you're no, hero, James Harden,
2: you're <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi, <You're laughs> the most benevolent you're you're, to give to the people. people. You I am James Harden. I will, sacrifice, I will yeah. sacrifice four whole million dollars of my $90 million salary to sign other players. Please worship me.
3: Hey, Thank Gary, don't say I never did yeah. nothing for you.
1: James, don't say I never did nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn
2: man, Sit your ass
1: down, James. Yeah, the St. James is headed <laughs> he did. to L.A. He did.
3: That's exactly what he been doing. Oh, wait. Yeah, to the
1: to the Clippers, they get James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philly ends up getting Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum. There's a uh, they get a lot. KJ Martin, some picks yeah. as well. Who won this deal, in your opinion? But then also, what does this trade mean for Boston?
3: You know who won this
1: deal? Uh-oh. Nobody. Philly. Oh,
3: Philly. I was Philly won that. the deal. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Philly had a player who is just simply sucking up air, taking up space, giving you absolutely zero benefit by keeping him around. You now have brought in a bunch of players who aren't as good as James Harden, but guess what? They go and play and you get some, some picks out of it as well. And you just might stumble upon one or two guys that, can actually help you win some games. Philadelphia with James Harden as dysfunctional as he was was not going to win a championship without him. At least now you've got some hope of competing for the postseason and actually you might even get out of the first round. But to me, the they are the winner simply because they got players who actually can play. I'm not convinced. When you start looking at Paul George, you start looking at Kawhi Leonard, you got, you know, you you got Russ and now you got James. That's a lot of Ballers who need the ball in their hands to be effective. Who is going to sacrifice? Maybe it'll be the benevolent baller himself, James Harden, who will sacrifice because you benevolent know benevolent
1: baller. Okay, the, the
3: benevolent baller is all about sacrifice. That's Gary's boy. Y'all with the same that, That's your middle school homie. Um,
2: I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say they true. go way
3: back, y'all. They're yeah, trying good. to act like they don't know each
2: other. <laughs> like you don't know me. Um, Philadelphia won the trade. Like because I agree with Sherrod, unfortunately. Again, I don't know what's going gotten into me. Um, the fact they got Marcus Morris with a chip on his shoulder going back home. Now, Marcus is not the player he once was, and, and it's tough to see because we saw really good Marcus Morris in Boston. That was the best version of him. I yeah, think. like Marcus Morris, like i enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed his time as a Celtic. I thought I, I was sad to let him they they let him go to the Knicks and all that. And but he's coming with a chip on his shoulder. Nicholas Batum can, can help you. Not greatly, like he used to. Robert Covington, same situation. K.J. Martin's an athletic another athlete they can throw in because look at what they've done. They've got Embiid, Baller, Tyrese Maxey taking that next step. Kelly Oubre has been a factor for them, and that was a thing. Kelly's always been kind of up and down and and – and everybody didn't know because remember he didn't sign till late. People weren't unsure how he would react to a winning situation. Can we trust Kelly? Kelly kind of flaky. Kelly kind of do his own thing. Can but so far Kelly is within the team and he's taking that third scoring role. So I think Philadelphia is greatly helped themselves. And like Sherrod said, like Harden was at home chilling like bro man. I mean he was just he was just eating a, eating a, eating a sandwich, you know. Using using Martin's new CD player. You know, it's like. like You're not only living pepper wings. Quan. you get that reference, right?
1: Yes, I get Thank
2: that reference. I, oh, I was about to.
1: It's always something with y'all.
2: <laughs> anyway, Harden was chilling. He wasn't going to play. And if you throw him in a game, he was going to half ass it. So get him out of there. The Clippers, like, if you're talking about the all. All-star team from 2016? Hell yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking Kawhi, Paul, Russ, and freaking James Harden. I'm telling oh, it's an all-star team. That's in 2016. Yeah. It's 2023. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about here? Like, Paul and Kawhi, like- you, you hope they stay healthy. Russ is 34. And Harden? Like, is LA a good place for him? Respectfully, respectfully, I saw
1: some memes. I don't know. Well, was I mean, LA, I the spot, y'all saw the meme about the strippers that are so excited for him to be. in LA? <laughs> I was just gonna say it. I don't know I if LA is the place.
2: <laughs> when I was a kid and growing up in LA, the the motto of the city was LA's the place, LA's the place, right? Yeah, <laughs> so LA might not be. And, and if the you, if y'all is your listeners are from LA, uh, podcasters, we watch this from LA, they yeah, remember, is, the, let us know, LA's the place. <laughs> It is not the place for James Harden. I don't know if LA is the place for him to be. Like, <laughs> you know, you hope that at 33, 34, he matures, but he still likes to get out. That he says, you know what, I can't do what at home what I did it do in Houston. Like, I can't get out like that. I can't have my crew. I can't have all the homies. I, I don't think that's get- gonna happen at oh, thirty four. Oh, hell yeah, you can do that. You hope that he well, said, yeah, I'm that. trying to win a chip. And I got to lock in the focus. I'm sure, yeah, I, will, I will say, I'm sure Kawhi, especially in Paul, and even Westbrook will pull him aside and go, okay, James, we know how you roll. Okay. Will they? All, them will dudes, they? all them dudes got families and stuff. We don't get no, out like do. you.
1: You think they Maybe? will, though? I don't think they pull him I aside. think they got to but tell when, him to
2: control himself. Like, wait till wait til June, when we win a chip, you can spend the all, you can, you can go, you can run buck naked down Crenshaw. Like who well, I like,
1: I'll donate a million.
2: <laughs> yeah, go, you know, go buck naked down Crenshaw and Slosser. Realistically,
1: this is what's going to happen.
2: You.
3: He's, he's going to have an episode where he going to be rolling where he shouldn't be rolling, doing his, his part to, you know, his stimulus package for the community of LA in his own <laughs> way of, of providing them with, with funds. And they're going to have a big – exactly. They're going to have a game where it's going to be clear as day that James just didn't come with it today, that he left whatever whatever game he had. He didn't bring that game to the he gym. He left
1: it at, at another when,
3: <laughs> Right. And that's when Paul and, you know, and, and somebody they're going to go together and be like, James, this what, we just ha- what just happened, we can't let that happen no more. There's mm. going to have to be a moment like that. And Tyler they're going to have to have that happen for him to rein him in, because if you come at him before he does something, it's going to go in one ear right He'll out. The get other.
1: defensive, yeah, just
3: like, like it always has with him. Just like it. I mean, it, this is just who he is.
1: And let's be real; these are grown men. Like they, they should know at this point. I imagine they realize whether good or bad, they are held accountable for their right. decisions. But there's only so much you can say to someone until, like you said, it blows up where you can actually. But in and be like, yo, like, do you want to win here or what exactly Gary, is your agenda? Yeah. He's
3: at that point now where he ain't changing. Yeah, this actually, the change that you're talking about, Gary, should have happened at 30, 31, agree, when I you agree. still have major game left I and agree. you had a chance
1: to win a chip. And now Why don't we talk to James Harden.
3: I'm not talking to James Harden. That's
2: Gary. Like a letter to James. A letter. An open letter. Open letter to Jay Harden. You don't know who Here, I am. James, yeah. I'm going to channel my inner James Evans and talk to you like that. Oh, who's oh. James Evans?
3: Give him the James Evans speech.
2: You know who we should get to talk to, God bless his soul, is, is, is Mr. Jones, Craig's <laughs> Craig's daddy from Friday. What the hell are you uh, out there in the street did, for? That would work. Out there shooting jumpers. He should be in a gym. <laughs> what, the hell, what the hell are you doing? What that door down, boy. Boy, you supposed to play for the Clippers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it'd be a success. You you know, know, the the clear
2: clear. Clear. yeah. Like we need what's gone in our community is the old school father. Oh Lord, here we you go. Know,
1: <laughs>
3: the James
2: Evans. The James I used to Evans. say the Carl Winslows. You know, I was a big Jones. fan of
3: Carl Winslow. James he, Evans was my dude.
2: The Mister the Mister Joneses, the authoritarian father, James these James Harden, and and and, and I think all of us. Hope for the best, like because he's such an entertaining player when he's on, when he's engaged, he's locked in. He's so fun to watch. You know, he has changed the game, and not maybe not for the for the necessarily positive, but offensively changed the game. Everybody does the four steps after they like stop. He invented that. Like everything that offensively, his moves, his arsenal, getting to the line, locking dudes' arms up. Like that's James Harden. So for me, it's fun to watch him when he's locked in. When he was busting the Celtics' ass, it was like, damn, that's real old school 2015 James Harden. It's 2023. Can he do that as often? And will he be focused enough in Los Angeles, in L.A., to to stay focused for a whole season? There's 79 games left. Like, that's a long season. You know, and I know people, talking, the strip club owners, or, you know, the, the, the wild, you know, the, the,
1: they got a draft pick. It's like they got the number one draft pick. The Players pick. Club. They got, is, the Wimby. they got the Wimby of strip clubs. The
2: Players Club the is unicorn. reopening. Wimby. The Players Club is reopening. You know, we <laughs> are God expanding bless.
3: hours of service.
2: But God bless. we God bless our friend Bernie Mac. <laughs> you know, the trouble, trouble. Like, we, like, the Players Club is opening all the, <laughs> Everybody is ramping up because Harden's back in town. So <laughs> let's hope, let's hope he, I just want to see him at his best and see how good they can be when all the four guys are locked in. That's all I got. No more script. I like it.
1: I like it. So quickly, let's add a game of pick and roll to this. Sherrod, you mentioned how Boston and Denver were your number ones on the East and Re- West respectively. So Pick and roll, Boston or Denver, who do you think is most impacted by this trade?
3: I I would say that the Celtics only because, you know, Philly now is a little bit more scrappy, a little more feisty, a a team that I still think the Celtics are significantly better than. But if you meet them in the playoffs, it's probably going to be a a harder series now than it would have been if they would have kept James Harden and kept their team status quo. Uh, Whereas when I look at the Clippers, um, to me, they got to have the perfect storm in order to really challenge Denver. Like they've got to have a healthy Kawhi, a healthy Paul George, uh, a, a kind of a three, four years ago version of Westbrook. And the wild card and all this James Harden, is he going to be able to blend in with that group without being a, sta- a standout for all the wrong reasons? A lot of things have to go a certain way uh, for that Clippers team to really be a serious, legitimate threat. to to Denver. Whereas Philly, you just know they're not going to win a championship, but they're going to, they're going to play hard. They're going to be a much harder playing team and a a tougher team to get past. uh, If you see them in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I agree. Sherrod again. Oh boy. I think think it affects the Celtics more because now, now Philly knows who they are. They know the players are coming in. They know what they need to do. Nick nurse, no longer has to worry about, how am I going to get through to James Harden? He is gone. The players are going to come in. They're going to be motivated. Remember, Robert Cummington's played there before during the tough times of the process. Uh, so he's back, he's back in one of his old teams. Marcus Morris is from Philly. He's Philly, Philly proud. I mean, ain't no more Philly than Mark Marcus Morris.
3: I love that dude. And
2: Nicholas Patoon, a total pros pro, so he'll do whatever he's supposed to do. KJ Martin, obviously, an athlete, a guy who probably needs to be in a more of a winning situation than he was in Houston. So I think the Philly can ramp up and get excited. And now with Nick Nurse as a coach, move, take a positive step forward and say, listen, we can compete with Milwaukee and Boston in the East. I don't think, I think Philly's thrilled about this because they got kind of what they wanted. They didn't get Terrence, man, where the Clippers, like Sherrod said, like everything got to go right. And things just don't go right for the Clippers. I covered the Clippers Many many years ago, and they, was, <laughs> and they was can't get right then. Was Pooh Martin on the team then, Gary? Pooh Poo Richardson, yes. Richardson. There and Derek Martin, yes. That's yeah. They were one in the same. Like they yeah, Pooh Poo Martin, <laughs> Derek Richardson. You know, both exactly. They both went to UCLA. That's their the commonality. So, like, we every time we, the Clippers remember the Clippers in nineteen, they signed Kawhi, they blew a three one lead in the bubble. Lou, Lou Lou Williams got caught with the chicken wings. Cat, cats didn't want to cats didn't want to like come to the bubble. They weren't engaged. Then injuries have taken over the last few years. So with the Clippers, you're sort of waiting for the for the shooters drop. Like y'all ain't gonna be completely healthy and completely engaged. And the one dude who can mess it up, as we talked about, is James Harden. So, but I don't think this, this makes him the best team in the West. I think they're going to need 20 to 30 games to figure out how hard works into the offense. But if he's engaged, they're a real contender. I don't know about Denver, but I do think they're in that second tier.
1: Quickly looking ahead to the next few games before we reconvene for our podcast, they play the Pacers at home, the Nets in Brooklyn, the Timberwolves in Minnesota, I think we'll record by then. So those next three games, what are your expectations from the Celtics? And is there any matchups particularly that you're looking forward to the most? What you got, Gary?
2: Well, yeah, all of them. Indiana's a tricky team. Um, they've been a little bit up and down, but they got a lot of talent. Remember, Bruce Brown, Obi Toppins now with Halliburton. Uh, Buddy Hill still Our friend Eric ne- Aaron Neesmith signed an extension with him. So they view him as a, as kind of a, a piece for the future. Our friend Daniel Tice, who looked like uh, who looked like you know, debtless shrimp, like a do- dominant player in the world championships. That's and, right. cause so, some respect he, on his name. You, I yeah.
3: cannot. <laughs> with some Buddy, respect on Milo's daddy.
2: But um, you know, so that's an interesting game. Brooklyn. Cam Thomas, Sherrod's buddy, Cam Thomas, the kid and from L.A. <laughs> he, he's, I mean, he's all. He, I think he got a hundred points in his first three games. Like, yeah. he's putting them up. And you so, don't,
3: don't play no defense, but he no, gets your buckets.
2: But they'll score, and that's a dangerous team. And then, you know, Minnesota, the Ant Man, that's a tough place for them to play. So, three challenging games. If the Celtics don't focus, they should win all three. But three challenging games and three games that should test them. And that's what, at this point, you don't want to see them win every game by 30. You want to see them get tested. You want to see them how they defend Thomas, how they defend Anthony Edwards, how they deal with Gobert, how they deal with uh, Miles Turner. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be a nice little intriguing stretch for him.
3: Yeah, I mean the the one thing we've seen from the Celtics so far is the their ability to adapt to whatever opponent they're facing. Uh, when they have a team that's weak in the front court, they play bully ball. When they've got a team that maybe is a little bit more rigid around the middle, they kill them from outside. Uh, and and defensively, their ability to just rotate and and that 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 two one two uh, full court press that is really really good. Uh, gave it certainly gave Washington some problems and it'd be something that they'll utilize from time to time as we go through the season. But for me, when I look at this upcoming stretch, I look at how are they going to handle the marquee players for their opponents? Are they going to be able to minimize their impact uh, and maybe let some of the uh, the second tier, third tier players around go loose, or are they just going to suffocate the entire team? And they've shown the ability to really take away the top score or minimize them. You look at Jimmy Butler was a, Non factor, you go back to Jalen Brunson, didn't really do much. Uh, Jordan Poole got some buckets, but when you start looking at what specifically Derek White and Drew Holiday have been able to do to opposing top tier guards under opponents, it's been insane. You go back and look at the first two games where you have Jalen Brunson and you had Jimmy Butler, they were combined 0 for 8 when they were guarded by either Derek White or Drew Holiday. Uh, and last night, um, or the other night, what's his name? Um, Jordan Poole he was like I want to say like three for seven three for eight when he was guarded by those guys so they again the Celtics are showing the ability to not only deliver dominant play at the point of attack at that point guard shooting guard uh, position but then you got to think about damn Tatum is giving me 30 damn Jalen is giving me 30 damn Porzingis could give me 25 and 10 that collectively makes them, and Al isn't playing major minutes, but Al's getting you like six, seven, eight rebounds in like 15 minutes. The Celtics have shown the ability to adapt their roster and their rotations to whatever they need to do to put others in a very tough spot. And their ability to, and we talked about this earlier, having a business-like mentality about it, uh, that's huge for them. And that's why, they're, again, they're going to be one of, if not the last team standing in the East, if they continue to play with that mindset and stay healthy.
1: And for those who are curious, right before our next podcast episode, well, right after the next episode, the Celtics will take on that new look Philly team. So you'll be able to see what they look like over there as well. But until then, we have a lot to look forward to this season, as we've said already. Any final words, co hosts Respectfully. (laughs) No. (laughs) Disrespectfully. No, I'm, I'm
3: just, I'm just looking at Gary's light, light, uh, you know, magic glow light
2: microphone, Beautiful microphone, yeah, <laughs> showing us up. Well, it should be some good basketball. Um, the subs are off to a good start, and we'll see how everything kind of shakes out. It looks like the starting lineup is set. Horford's comfortable coming off the bench, um, and we'll see how they take on the rest of the league. But so far, after a week, they look like one of the best teams. Mm, we'll and, now
3: your boy, and now your boy james <laughs> is home gary so you know james
1: is home LA you is boy you place. classmate. <laughs> full circle <laughs> well we want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the a-list podcast i'm Connie lunis ashrod blakely gary washburn we'll be back next week with another edition of the a-list podcast
0: Bandol is the exclusive way direct partner of the clns media network right now new customers Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Ever wish you could navigate the betting field with the confidence of a pro? Enter odds are. They're not a sportsbook, but they're the sports betting advisor you always needed. It's like having a playbook for smarter bets right in your pocket. I've been absolutely loving the experience, and I think you will too. Especially since Celtics All Access listeners get a 30-day free trial. Elevate your game day and join the smart betting revolution. Go get it at slash celtics That's slash celtics